The cellular device does take over. When love yeah. takes over. Oh my God, Kelly. Yeah. That is so fierce. It's such a great song. It is. Ugh. She really did that. She did what she had to do. She did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. What is that? God bless Mother Nature. She's a simple woman, too. You know? No. no. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Oh. It's raining men. Oh. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Amen. <laughs> yes, literally, absolutely that. Amen. <laughs> Give me the notes in between the notes. Guess what? It's We Love That, and I'm Kenyon. I'm Jerome. Kenyon, do you know what this episode is about? I actually don't. Do you know what it's about? I don't know. Well, let's let's just go see. Okay. to tell you something i have to make a confession what these are my confessions i originally you know this you know this about me um was a sour candy hater the song yeah and And now you love it now i love it i told you the song is so good i told you i mean i still am like I think it's the the first half of the song just lays the groundwork for the second half of the song that is amazing. I think I still like the second half of the song more than the first half of the song. And just getting through that first part into the second part that I really didn't give myself enough time to do. Okay, so what's your favorite part of the song? Like, what's your favorite, like, setting of text? (laughs) Well, if if we're restricting it to text... I'll get there. Or but anything. When you said favorite part, it's that like little synth in the background going, Baga. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> At all. <laughs> but well, for the my favorite. At like the setting, beginning? No, it's like in the it's it's like in the background and it's like, you know, it's giving you club and it's like little stabs on a synth. Okay. I, we'll have to find this. We'll have to okay. talk about this offline. <laughs> But um, with text, I have to say that the first words that came out of my mouth today upon waking up were uh-huh. un, un, unwrap me. <laughs> so I think I think it's come, come, unwrap me. Well, come, so clearly come, I don't know the song me. that come, well. Come, unwrap me if you know what song. Uh, At least I'm not a fake. Come, come, unwrap me. Come, come, unwrap me. That song's really... Kenyon, I've literally been trying to tell you this this whole time. Don't, I've been like, don't. this song is amazing. Just the the first <laughs> the first part, and I don't want to put this all on Blackpink. That's what but. I was trying... I think it is... 
a K-pop. It f- sounds very K-pop. Okay, so like K-pop if you're not into K-pop, here. yeah, that's me. If you're not into K-pop, I don't think you're going to like the first the Blackpink parts of the song. But I think that they're very Honestly, here's what I'll say and this is what also what I said about I never asked for a free ride is that um it sounds both like it does a great it doesn't sound like oh this is like Blackpink on a Lady Gaga song and it doesn't sound like this is Lady Gaga on a Blackpink song. It sounds like both a Lady Gaga song and a Blackpink song. Word. Like it's giving me fusion in the same way that I think that Rain On Me sounds both like an Ariana song and a Gaga song in ways that like, I don't think that we kind of took for granted that that came off well, but like, I don't think that they necessarily had to mix in such an iconic way. Honestly, see motive off of positions. For a bad mix? For like, not bad, but it's like, this is like, these are two like pretty big artists of our time and they've collaborated on a thing that just wasn't very iconic. Yeah. I mean, I would love to collaborate with Lady Gaga. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Putting that out there into the world. Why don't you respond to her email? Uh, Well, you got me there. Because if Lady Gaga had sent me an email, I surely wouldn't know about it. But, well, blocking your own blessings by not <laughs> replying to your emails. <sighs> I guess this is already, are we already in? I don't think so. Okay, that's Well, I mean, fine. we haven't clapped. And I feel like the clap is just so, so important to me. Okay, but I feel like everything we just said deserves to be in. You know what I mean? I, mean, I feel like even this conversation now deserves to be in. You know what? On its own merits, absolutely. It deserves. Great. You're right. It deserves. <laughs> um, well, anyway, hey, how's it going? You know, it moves. It moves. It moves, it breathes. Move on. Thank you. Um, the first thing I have to know is how many times since Saturday morning have you played Brand New Day? A lot of times. <laughs> I've played it a lot of times. Um because I actually can feel the brand new day. And here's how I know. Is that I, it was Saturday night. Famously, we're, I mean, we know what we're talking about. It was Saturday <laughs> night. And, <laughs> and Biden and Harris were giving their like acceptance speeches. And I got like the notifications on my phone that like they were talking. And I was like, I actually am not going to tune in. Because they're not going to say anything that is going to make me want to rip my eyes out of my brain. (laughs) It's like, they can talk now, and I don't have to be worried or concerned. Well, see, now that's interesting. Well, I mean, not not to say that I'm uninterested, not to say that it doesn't matter, but, like... You know, for the past four years, it's been like, the president is saying something. Everyone, you know, duck and cover. Literally duck and cover, get inside, find shelter. But now it's like, okay, work. At least, uh, you know, I don't think that, certainly there is a lot that is wrong about our country. Breaking (laughs) news, hot take. But I don't think that Biden and Harris are going to 
make it worse, which is a change from how things have been for the last four years. I don't know that they're, you know, going to be the ones who are actively going to make things better necessarily. I think that it's possible, but I don't think that they're necessarily ones who are going to like make the change happen. But at the very least, it's like, I don't have to be worried when I get a notification about the president elect. (laughs) I wonder how many people are, I mean, that feels like, I'm not trying to label your experience here now. That feels like a very, like, like almost trauma response of, like, I had to be so hypervigilant and, like, in it. And now, like, oh, like, there's a, there's, like, there's space and there's air and I can breathe and, like, ooh, let me turn away. Because um, it's not like the last four years weren't traumatic. T. Absolutely, T. And I think that it's very interesting that so much of, there are so many people who have grown, like, actively engaged in politics in the last four years simply because things have been so, you know, high stakes, because things have been so uh, cuckooing. Right, right. Um, So trauma-inducing for so many, for more than it typically is, or more than, you know, the many, many people who find trauma in their daily lives. Um, but that, you know, if you're, what I liked about this weekend is that it felt like a victory and I feel like so many people's engagement with politics in the last four years, people who have like begun to engage in politics in the last four years, it has only been born out of trauma, which is not sustainable and also not like, you know, not sustainable, like as a, you know, a thing that you want to put yourself into, right, right. but also just like, you know, in order for people to be engaged all the time, you can't think of it as like, oh, well, every time I engage with this, like, it's going to bite my hand. It's going to sting. It's going right. to shock. Sometimes it's going to be that way. And honestly, the tea, which I think I'm trying to illuminate is that like, that it is that way for many people and to, like have the privilege of not feeling that way all the time is privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I want people to tap into the like, wow, like we did it. Like we got Trump out, like whatever thing I did, if I donated, if I called or I voted or I talked to friends about voting or whatever I did, like it worked. It did have an and, effect. Right. And we yeah. can feel this way often. <laughs> like we can <laughs> we can experience victories often if we, you know, put in the work. But right. like yeah. So I mean obviously everyone's talking about like, you know, now is not the time to check out. Like, okay, yes, take a break, like revel in the victory, like take a couple of days or whatever. But it's like there's more there's always more stuff to do. Mm. Anyway. Go ahead. How how have you been in the last three days? <laughs> I mean, good. I I was I've I've been able to like put my phone away, my my computer down. And yeah. I'm no longer aggressively, anxiously, <laughs> furiously checking numbers. You know, as right. they roll in across the country. Um. And I mean, me and my family, we definitely took a moment to celebrate. Um, good. Turned on some music, had a little dance party. Good. Um, and you know, it's like. I, it was cool to see my grandma, um, who is 83, um, wow. like, watch on television Kamala Harris, like, become the vice president-elect. And she was like, this is 
this has now happened. Like this is now the reality that I am alive to see. Um, yeah, there's been so much like, I mean, obviously this is an important moment for like, you know, I'm, I feel so joyous for, and this is something that came up in 2016 was like, you know, so many people were like, wow, my daughter was so excited. I was so excited for my daughter to see this thing happen. Um, and so now a lot of the rhetoric has been around, like, you know, Kamala Harris says in her speech, like, I am, for all the girls watching, like, you know that you can do whatever, you can do anything, you can do anything you want to do. And that's really excellent. Um, but all, like, you know, it's not just young women who have never seen that. Right, um, right. And of course, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about how representation is not everything, but like there is something about like, yeah, I know conceptually that women can do anything, that male supremacy is not rooted in any sort of fact, um, but we still had not seen it. And there is something about like, wow, yeah, I mean, Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president (laughs) of the United States. That's like, it, it just makes the brain feel good because it's like, duh, of course, that's, you know, it's ridiculous that this is the first time that that's possible, but, like, it, of course, of course. Absolutely. And so it's like, yeah, anyway, and I just have been feeling like, you know, that's not just a moment for for young girls, that's a moment for everybody. Absolutely. Particularly for women, particularly for, for non-male-identified folks, particularly for women, but... It's a moment for everybody. It really is. And I mean, yeah, we have talked about how representation really isn't the whole bag. And I have almost, I thought I'd gotten to the place where I was like, I don't need, personally, like, I don't need more representation of myself. I felt like really great and represented in the things, you know, I subscribe, in the things that I subscribe to and consume and watch and whatever. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a big deal for me too. Just like, yeah, seeing a another black and Indian person like that specific representation, I didn't yeah. know it was something I needed to see or like had to hadn't ever like witnessed yeah. really. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know that about myself that I needed to see that. Um, which is, I mean, that's it's just a beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah, I feel similarly about you know seeing. Richie Torres and Mondaire Jones, who are the first two queer black men to be in Congress, <laughs> seeing them get elected is amazing. Um, we've talked about Cory Bush on the podcast. It's just like, yeah, like what a feeling that I that has been almost never before seen in the political sphere, and before you know Barack Obama really was never before right. seen, and it still matters. Like here and in twenty twenty, it still matters. It's not the it's not the only thing that matters, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Right. So a well-deserved breath and rest and mm. second that we all get to take. <laughs> yes. Before I I then remind you that, you know, we've got these Georgia runoffs happening in January <laughs> and talk to your friends in Georgia. <laughs> the work doesn't stop. It really doesn't. And I'm over here being like, okay, so who do I know in Georgia? Who do I know who knows someone who knows somebody in Georgia? It's like, right. ooh. Right. It begins exactly. again. It never stops. It never stops. But we do get to take a break. And that's okay. And celebration um, really is important. Dip. 
Love break, good times come on. Okay, Ooh. down option. You better down gear, down Gotta shift. Gotta have that down option. <laughs> Gotta have that down option. Um, Kenyon, I have two pieces of news to share with you. One of them is good and one of them is bad. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared because that means that usually both of them I still won't like. <laughs> no, one of them you're going to love. The other There's one. There's no place for loving things here on no this good. podcast. None of that. Remember when this podcast used to be about stuff that we liked? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> That's over. That's canceled. Okay, um, well, which one should I do first? Which one should you do first for me? Well, choose, good or bad. I think you should start with bad, and then we'll get into the good. Or either way. I think either way it'll be just fine. I am going to do bad. I, that's That's normally what I start with. Okay, so... Remember how they used to always do those live musicals? And it was like, none of these are very good. Right? (laughs) And they kind of went away. And it was like, good. Yeah. I'm glad that they stopped doing these. At the beginning, I never watched the. They used to be exciting. So, what was the first one? Like, were you keeping up with them all along? Well, we watched the first one. The Wiz together. We watched The Wiz. That was the second one. The first one was The Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood. Yes. I didn't watch, but I watched Audra McDonald. Work. One must. Um, then they did, I don't know what else. They did Rent. Rent wasn't very good. They did um, Grease Happened. It was right. like, why is this happening? Um, I think uh, Jesus Christ Superstar was not bad. I think that was probably one of the better ones. I did not watch I didn't watch it, but from what I heard. <laughs> oh, they did Hairspray. Oh, yes, because Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. Um, well, I and they were going to do hair, Oops. but then it was like, no. How are they going to do hair on television? Right. That show is very inappropriate. So I thought that they kind of just were like calling it quits. Then Noah told me that the guy who was producing all of them died, which is really too bad. So that might have also had something to do with it. But... Kenyon, don't fret, because they are coming back with a new one next month. (laughs) They're doing a new live musical version of The Grinch, starring Matthew Morrison as (laughs) The Grinch. (laughs) Isn't that horrible? Wait, I'm digesting. I'm... That is horrible. This... First of all, we're going to take Matthew Morrison and just put him over to the side. Or just we'll address one. him later. We're just going to. The Grinch has already, it's already been remade yeah. and then remade. And then we, remade again. We talked about we, it on this on podcast. This podca- <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, we talked about yet another new iteration of The Grinch. Wow. Well, it's not over. Because there is more. How are they going to do that in any way that's good? I don't know. And I don't want to see it. Right. I I just... It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Except for the part where people wanted to make money at Christmas time. That's the only thing that makes sense. Um, and then you're going to cast Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison? It's like, who wants that? 
Literally, who wants to see that? Oh, gosh. You know that his agent was like, Matthew, I think we've got something really big for you. Um, I hope he is paying that damn agent a whole lot of money. Let's just say that. Well. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? I was on Matthew Morrison's Instagram recently. Don't ask why. I don't quite know the reason, to quote the Grinch. Um, (laughs) But he was doing something with, like, he was getting, like, a, what is it called? Botox. Get like a, he was getting a mold made of his face. <laughs> um, and he was like, ooh, something exciting is coming. And I was like, ew, I don't want to see whatever this has to be, is whatever this is going to be. Turns out, I guess it's a Grinch. Wow. And my heart shrunk three sizes <laughs> this day. <laughs> ew. I'm just thinking about like watching TV and seeing Matthew Morrison live on TV, like doing stuff. No, literally, keep it. Like, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. And I mean, okay, we loved we loved past tense Matthew Morrison. You know, no, in a way, no. We supported some of the things that he was a part of. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's untalented or that he wasn't a part of things that I have liked in the past. Famously, he originated Link on Broadway. Right, it's a good character in a show that I love. Um, he was on Glee, though he was my least favorite character on Glee. (laughs) But someone has to be. I guess you're right. That was a duty that he took on for us, the Um, viewers. But I've never, I'm not a Matthew Morrison stan. I'd be shocked to find anyone who is. He's getting work, and that's honestly more than many can say, including sometimes myself these days, so... Uh work i don't know how you're gonna do a covid safe live musical but i hope they figure it out because then that means that they might be able to you know this might be the the foot in the door to get back into live theater well wow it really might be um i'm just thinking about the grinch it needs like big sets it needs like that huge christmas tree it needs like a cave it need, it's just like why make Ew, it, it's why like it on stage on the TV then. Like, why... Like, <laughs> why confine it and then confine it again? Right. <laughs> Girl, I don't make the decisions. Well... I don't. If I were making the decisions, they would have news. done Little Shop. Oh, oh, Now yes. that's a good idea. Thank you. Um, okay, here's the good news. Thank Are you, you ready? Thank you. You're going to be shocked. Did you know that Tori Kelly, within the last two weeks, has released a new Christmas album produced by Babyface? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. It's already out. And I wasn't the first to listen? That's what I said. I forget. I was, I guess, on Instagram. I guess I am spending a lot of time on Instagram. Let's just say that. But... What in the world? I saw something... Um, from Tori. Uh, it's called a Tori Kelly Christmas. It's literally already out. Okay, first of all, Christmas has come the earliest it's ever come this year. No, no, no. I disagree. It's People after Halloween. Ha- Halloween is like always the Chris- the time that the Christmas stuff gets released. I it just feels like it feels like maybe just in a in a more dedicated push, we're seeing earlier Christmas things happen. I think it's because we've been inside all damn year. Yeah. And we're shocked to find that the year is over. <laughs> Literally. What do you mean it's actually 
the end of 2020 now. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, well, it's where we are. <laughs> it really is. Um, but in between, then we have all sorts of things. We've got a Thanksgiving. We've got a Black Friday. That's Girl, Black be a Friday's mess. over. Well, you better tell that to capitalism. Well, they did. So many of these places like are are not doing anything on Black Friday. Haven't you heard? <laughs> I feel like Target and like maybe Walmart also have been like, you know, as a thank you to our frontline workers who have been working so hard all year, like we're not doing anything on Black Friday. In addition to, you know, that would be very unsafe. I love the idea, and by love I mean I actually despise, the idea of a company <laughs> saying, in order to thank you, we're actually going to take hours of work away from you because they were bad for you. Right. I love the idea <laughs> that, like, this thing that we normally do is a punishment <laughs> <laughs> that we are sparing you from this year. It's like, what kind As of a reward? <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome, like, literally mess are we in? Um, but at least I, I hope it's open at some point because I need to go to grab this Tori Kelly album. Yes. I can't believe that it's been, I, I've heard no one talk about it. I'm like, who is on the PR team? Not us. Until now. <laughs> Until now. Please welcome our next guest, Tori <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. And if you use code, we love that, you can get a free Tori Kelly Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it looks like it has some. <laughs> it looks like it has some. Uh, you know, you've got your covers. It looks like it has some originals. Mm. Um, we've got a mashup of "Joy to the World" and "Joyful Joyful," which is exactly what I want to hear Tori Kelly sing. Wow! wow. Um, a Christmas time is here. That's what I want. We have a duet with Babyface. Let it snow. It's what I want. I do want. You know what? I often am like when people put out their like. Christmas albums, I'm like, I don't need another version of this song. Like, I just am never going to turn it on. But you know what? I do want a Tori Kelly version of this Christmas. That's actually exactly what yes. I want to put on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she is such a good singer. It's She's such a good singer. Rude. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and you shall be riffing right up and down this Christmas. Yes. Ugh. Wait. What are some right of your... <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite like new Christmas albums of the past recent. Past. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a hard question. That almost deserves its, its own full episode. You're right. I agree. Um, but I mean, if we had to start anywhere, we've already talked about our deep love of Jesse J on this podcast. Correct. But in terms of new Christmas music, she's, she's, <laughs> she's the one to beat okay yeah let's just she say nailed that it. she did nail it i agree she nailed she absolutely did nail um john legends was pretty good you remember that oh yeah i mean i love that duet with esperance esperance <laughs> you know our good judy esperance. that doesn't really shorten her name much it does by all. one syllable <laughs> but one syllable and one letter literally it's just one letter <laughs> And we also, Esperanza, Esperanza, like Esperanza. you have to draw out the rons. So it takes perhaps even more time than it would take to just say Esperanza, Esperanza. Oh, yes. I don't know if this is something you want to talk about here on this, in this place. Um, so feel free to, 
to just backing me into a corner. I see. <laughs> um, but I was talking with one of my good friends, um, who you also know, Addison. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> oh, about, yes. oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> About the joys and the perils of online, you know, of e-education, of Zoom teaching. Yeah. I was wondering, as both both you and I are engaged here in... In such a thing. In this virtual infrastructure. I mean, I don't know that... I don't know that teaching online is really... You know how there's, like, there's some stuff that it's, like... Yeah, like now that we're, you know, now that we're all at a distance, like we're learning how to like do stuff that we didn't have to figure out before. And like, even though there's a lot about right now that is very bad, at least there are like, you know, it is bringing some ingenuity, some innovation out of us. Mm. I honestly, and I'm, you know, I'm sure I could make something out of something, turn a a sow's ear into a silk purse. Thank you. However, um, I just don't feel, I am not feeling that about the classroom. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's about like teaching at a boarding school. It's like, we're trying to figure out, we're on trimesters, so our fall trimester is ending. And we're trying to figure out winter and spring, what our plan is. And it's just like, you know, having everyone on campus for a really long time, like in the winter when we like, you know, there aren't a lot of indoor places that a lot of people can hang out. It's like, that's not really great. But then, like, having people at home, like, there are such equity issues that it's like, that's not great. It's like, there just isn't, right. <laughs> like, it It feels like every, I mean, this, you know, obviously is the case that, like, you know, things are not optimal. Like, it, you know, is not groundbreaking to say that. But... I feel like we just need, like, I don't know. I feel like the people that I'm working with maybe need to be reminded of that. That it's like, nothing about this is going to be optimal at all. Like, things right now are bad. And just because, like, we can come in with the best intention to get a good solution out of it does not mean that there is a <laughs> good solution hiding somewhere. Right. Right. Um, it's, a, you know, it just all is not great. I feel that. Um, yeah. And uh, that, like, energy of, like, you know, we've we've got a challenge and we're just going to, like, creativity our way right on through it. Right. It just feels like not, I don't know, just, like, with people's education, it's, like, maybe, like, maybe we need something just a bit more robust <laughs> than just, like, <laughs> everybody just, like, get really creative in your own classrooms. And it's like, no, like we need some full new approaches. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah. I mean, I just even like, I don't know. I think there's a world in which like we all just took a damn pause and like stopped trying to plow through, you know, and I under, you know, there, are, I understand, you know, I understand why even in the best of, world that would be a really difficult thing to try to accomplish i mean the thing that it really just makes you come back to is like wish we could take this damn pandemic seriously <laughs> like i yeah. hope that once we have a new president that maybe things can be different but it's like it's like the i just don't nothing about any of this has been good i would say <laughs> 
Like, I think even in, like, you know, even in having the opportunity to, like, approach stuff in a different way or spend more time on other things or whatever, it just still is, like, that is, like, the consolation for, like, you know, what the real actually good thing would be. Not to say that, like, I don't know. What I'm about to say can be problematized in many ways, which I don't deny. But it's like, there's a reason why we've been teaching in person forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's good. Like, it, it works. Like, it does work really well. <laughs> wow. Well, you said everything I was going to say. <laughs> How are you... We're doing a bit of a, we're doing different types of teaching. You're like teaching lessons. Right. Giving you the individual, that one-on-one. Right. Um, which is, I, I mean, the dynamic is very different. The one-on-many right. thing, I can't really even imagine trying to pull that off mm-hmm. <laughs> from uh, where I sit right now. Um, and I mean, I think I've said this to you, and I said this to to people who ask, there are some hard things about teaching through Zoom, where it's like, I, I do just so many degrees of expression are limited and, yeah. and misconstrued and everything. Um, but I think the one thing that I like, I'm like, oh, that's like a, a cool thing, is that people get to phone in from wherever they feel most comfortable, um, from their, you know, their living room, their bedroom. Um, you know, I'm teaching a skill. I'm teaching voice which is I think a lot of people just have like feelings around like confidence and and self-esteem kind of wrapped up with like can I just like can I use my voice um can I sing and so to have people come and you know not have to like you know come into some practice room in some building or or come to to my studio or whatever it's like you can like show up in, in your most comfortable space and I think that's actually really helping some people at least, like, get into this thing yeah. that it was less accessible before. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I've always had a number of thoughts about that. I've been thinking that, about this a lot recently. I sent you a voicemail recently where I had this, like, sudden realization that, like, I pace all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> in fact, I have been, there has been stuff that I need to write um, emails and music and whatever. Like, I just need to like sit and write stuff. So but, busy. like, so booked, absolutely booked. But like, as I'm like sitting and thinking, okay, like, what is the next thing that I'm going to say? My immediate reaction is like to get up <laughs> and like to be walking around. Um, and, uh, you know, I walk around while I talk on the phone. I walk around when I'm just like singing to myself at home, like, I'm always walking around. And then I was like, oh my God, that's why I can't like sit and write anything because I'm not writing. I'm walking around instead of sitting. In, like, I literally will be like, okay, I have to write this email. What am I going to say? And I get up and I'm walking around and I'm like, well, I could, I would say, okay, well, I've been thinking about that. And I've been, and like, I kind of write it in my head. And then I come back and sit down and I'm like, what did Gone. I say? And then I get up again to think it and I'm like, <laughs> sit down and just write it. Or I'm thinking about like, like singing. Like I'm, I guess like as it relates back to what you were talking about, like 
I am used to feeling really comfortable like singing as I'm walking around my house. Mm. Um, and so then like taking that into like a setting of, okay, well I have to stand and sing and like be standing in one place. Like just, it, it does. I, I'm often like, Oh, right. Like, why is it so much harder to tap into that when I'm like standing in a voice lesson versus when I'm just like, you know, I feel like I can do it when I'm just like walking around and it's like, I'm just physically not used to it. Right. Um, and so I all like, I definitely understand what you're saying for folks who are like trying to get past the like, Oh, I don't feel like, I don't know that I can do this in the first place. And so I, it, the additional barriers of discomfort are really not helping. But I often feel like for me, it's like, okay, well, I can't just only do this like in the way that I feel comfortable because that for me would be walking around my damn living room. And it's like, <laughs> that's not conducive to anything at all. Well, you know, I mean, we've tossed this idea back and forth, <laughs> this unsafe idea um, <laughs> that we should do an episode while we're both driving. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I just need everyone out there, all again, all the throngs and throngs of people out there yes, who yes, are listening, yes. to understand that when I'm on the phone with Jerome and he's and you're driving, it's a you really bring out a, you come alive in just a new way. <laughs> I just don't believe this <laughs> because I have like. I what's the opposite of road rage? Like road fear? Like that's what I have. Um like, <laughs> No, it because I genuinely am like con, like my sister is always like <laughs> and I'm driving around my sister's in the car and like something happened. My sister's like, blow your horn, like that person is cutting you off or is like about to run into you or whatever. And I like am so afraid to blow my horn because I'm th- literally the fear is that someone is gonna run me off the road. I oh always gosh. am like, someone is gonna like do something and I'm going to get an accident because they are so aggressive. Like I'm so afraid of people with road rage, um, which is why I find it so funny that you're like, <laughs> I come alive with rage <laughs> dur- when I'm on the phone in the car. Cause you'll be at, you know, somebody stoplight for more than 20 seconds <laughs> and it's all, it's all downhill from there. Somebody's <laughs> going to hear from you. That's funny. Yeah, I am like, Jesus Christ, can the thing turn? Can the light change? Can it, oh, why are you driving so slow? And now I do get mad at people who drive slow because it's like, drive faster. That's why you're in a car, to drive fast. <laughs> so, not to go slow. So we're not going to count this as sort of rage. But I wouldn't call the, but I don't, I think the difference is that I am not used to expressing it outwardly like usually i'm like in the car by myself and so i'm not talking so i guess these are like thoughts that i'm having but i guess if i'm like you know on the phone with someone then i'm like you know letting it come to life sounds entertaining to me (laughs) so this should be an episode (laughs) can you imagine the fierce uh backlash that we would get for doing a a driving episode <laughs> a driving episode ew yeah. that sounds horrible literally the idea of that i hate <laughs> like we're in the car <laughs> it's giving you comedians in cars getting coffee which isn't what i want to be channeling personally 
Now, how do you feel about Jerry? You know what Jerry's full name is? Jerry Seinfeld's full name? No. It's Jerome Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. I know. I could be calling you Jerry this entire time? You know, in uh, The Boys in the Band, when (laughs) Michael is like, never call a Michael Mickey. We all get very insecure and self-conscious about it. That is how, that is what I would say about um, calling Jerome's Jerry. Sounds about right. I was, when I was in middle school, I guess I had met, so the, like, when you're in the fifth grade, I guess you don't work with, like, the middle school drama teacher, who at our middle school at the time was this man named Tim Reagan. But I, like, knew him either because he, like, had worked at a summer camp that I had gone to or because, like, my sister was older and so my sister knew him or whatever. But, like, I knew him as Tim. Like, I had been introduced to it, like, this is Tim. But everyone else called him Mr. Reagan. Um, But I was, like, I'm so used to calling you Tim. Me, you know, nine. (laughs) I'm, like, I'm so used to calling you Tim. Like, how am I supposed to call you Mr. Reagan? (laughs) And he was like, well, you can call me Tim if I can call you Jerry. And I was like, you know what? Work. I will take this trade off. But it was only okay because then it was like, oh, no, not everyone can just call me Jerry. Like, only Mr. Reagan can call me Jerry. Right. And I get to call him Tim. Ta-da. I was obviously <laughs> the favorite. <laughs> Tim and Jerry, this the spin-off. Tim and Jerry. <laughs> The spin-off, you know, TV show spoof of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I've it's watched. like the the like Polish knockoff. It's like <laughs> Tim and Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like a, a an orange cat and a a rat. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Mr. Reagan. Thanks, Mr. Honestly, this, thanks, Mr. Reagan. This theme of the episode seems to be is, is giving you teach. We're giving you education. Teach. Education. <laughs> One more. Um, we're giving you learn. <laughs> learn. You know what they say. Teach, education, learn. It's you what can they teach say. A I mean, it's just what they say. Education, but you can't learn a horse to water. <laughs> <laughs> you can teach a kid to education, but you can't make it learn. Okay. Oh, okay. That's not true. <laughs> That's Tommy, the whole point. Cut, cut all of this. Tommy. Can you believe that there are people who think that they are good teachers if the students aren't learning anything? It's like, no. Let's, <laughs> let's switch this out of the negative and into the positive and bring back a an old tried and true segment, the send it. Oh my God, Um, send it. Can we send it to like really life-changing educators in our lives? Um, I honestly have a lot, not a ton. (laughs) Well, which is it? (laughs) I have a lot. I'm going to stick with Mr. Reagan. I have a lot that I could point to. Um, I mean, I feel bad choosing just one, but I'm going to stick with Mr. Reagan. Mr. Reagan was our drama teacher in middle school. Um, And that's when I first was like, Oh my god, theater. Like theater's cool. Like I could be into that. Word. Um and I was such like you know, I was like at school all the fucking time, you know, I was an after school kid. 
like an aftercare kit. So like I was at school until fucking 6 p.m. So I just would always be like, oh, like Mr. Reagan, is there something like, can I help? Like, is there something I can do? Like what's, you know? And he just always would be like, yeah, like here's another thing. Like here's how you can help out. What I, like, and I think that that's great. I think that that is so great. It is something that like, I mean, obviously I at the time like really wanted to be very involved in everything. <laughs> but I think that it also was like, you know, not that he... Not to say that I didn't, I had like a lead and I had a principal role and like, you know, all of that good tea, but like, <laughs> not to my, say what I'm saying, which is that <laughs> I was famous. <laughs> but my like, I mean, I kind of jokingly say that I was a favorite. I mean, like I just, we just, I just was always like Mr. Reagan I'm around. And so like, let's talk about stuff and whatever. Um, but he just was very encouraging without like. You know, that didn't just mean, oh, well, I'm going to give you the lead and everything. He was like, okay, well, you know, help out with the the props and help out with the lighting and help out with the tech and help out with, you know, whatever. I just think that it was like We've got a theater very, maker over here. I know. I mean, and here I am now, you know? Like, and had it not been for him, like, who knows where I would have certainly my fucking high school <laughs> drama teacher was not out here to foster such a reaction in me um so uh, tim reagan i mean i'm a theater maker now you know what i mean it's like that's where it started that's really wow. cool <laughs> love you tim reagan sending it to you um what about you um i was racking my brain and racking truly <laughs> Anyway, for the folks at home, Kenyon gave, it looked like a, almost like a feline scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right through the air, just clawing at the air. Um, but it didn't take long for me to settle on the, honestly, the greatest of all time, um, Peggy Spool, who mm. you have met. Um, Peggy? <laughs> you know. And Peggy? And Peggy. Um, <laughs> stop. We said this was going to be the Hamilton episode. Well, and we lied. <laughs> One of these mornings, we're going to rise up talking about Hamilton. <laughs> um, but she was my choir teacher from like the first grade until like the end of middle, and yeah, end of middle school. Um, I was like in this outside choir, the Vivace Youth Chorus of San Jose. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, we're in the fucking big leagues. <laughs> okay, let's not. Vivace. Get too hasty. Off but remember, we did that gig with them um, when you all were in on tour in California. Is that You Better Peep? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm forgetting that story. You need to tell this story to me. You Better Peep. So there was a... <laughs> I think this is a different thing. Because we were in... Um, we were at your middle school oh. and we were in like the chapel at your middle school and we were, it's like, you know, it's seven 30 in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> and I don't know why <laughs> we're singing in the chapel or like we're waiting to in the side, to the side in the chapel and all the kids are coming in and this one kid comes and is like hiding behind a pole and is like peeking <laughs> around the pole at us. <laughs> And Wade goes, I'm like, Wade, look at that kid. And he's like, you better peep. <laughs> and that's the origin of you better peep. <laughs> you know, the children at school concerts were always giving you 
the best. Yeah, they always had right. the best content. Really, you're right. Um, so no, this was not that. <laughs> this was at that other church. Yes, with that um, boy. Stop, all and I'll that. just stop right there. <laughs> Because what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do, is express my appreciation for the <laughs> wonderful teacher um, that Peggy was. I mean, okay, so she is, yeah, vocal coach, singer, choir directress, um, extraordinaire. Um, and she really, like, when I say that she taught me everything that I know, I really honestly pretty much mean that. Wow. Um, like, I never, you know, like, studied conducting, um, well... Until college. Um, but, like, the stuff that I knew about, like, how to be a director, how to be a musical leader, like, all learn from her. All my yeah. favorite warm-ups are hers. Like, <laughs> all my favorite, like, group leadership, whatever, they're hers. Um, and she gave me my first um, opportunity to to have something that, I've, that I wrote, performed live. Um, wow. Yeah. So shouts out to Peggy for believing in me and for making me, honestly, a musician. <laughs> Come on, Peggy. 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 One more, please. Peggy. <laughs> I also apologize, Peggy, if somehow you hear this because, wow. No, Peggy, girl, listen to me. Peggy, we thank you. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Peggy. Wow, we love we love an educator. We love Peggy. We love Peggy. Kenyon, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, I have a binary for you. I've been kind of holding this in the back pocket for a while. Put it in your pocket. Um, put it in your pocket. In your back pocket. Put it in your wow. pocket. Put it in my pocket. In my pocket. Put it in my pocket. In my pocket. That all has to go. Have I ever told you about when um, there was a while when I was, like, obsessed with that song? I thought it was, like, the best song of all time. I was there, actually, yeah. Okay, and <laughs> I was at a party, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to put on this song, and everyone's going to love it. It's going to be so fun, like, fun vibes for the party. And my friends were like, ew, stop. What is this? <laughs> I was like, are you all kidding me? This song is so cool and fun. And then I was like, I guess it's not. <laughs> or it wasn't to those people. I thought it kind of was a song that was like so good that everyone everywhere would love it. Uh, yes, That's universal culture. That's what I thought, and I was wrong. We'll have to have an episode on that one, on well, universal right. culture. <laughs> um, whiteness, you mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, so famously this thing that we do together is called a podcast. Um two syllables and if you were to you know shorten it to one of those syllables are you <laughs> which are you shortening it to <laughs> was there more to that nope okay there'll be more but i want you to answer first oh wow a multi-part um i mean you know this i'm definitely a cast cast you cast it forward you cast it forth <laughs> you 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 cast the idea, you spread the love and the joy <laughs> cast. So you you would say, oh, on the cast. I mean, I would say, you know that I say on the cast. I know. So this is why I'm bringing this up. Because, Kenyon, no one else in the entire world does this. 
Everyone else says the pod. And that's the why pod. they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> and what and exactly give me a ballpark number of those big bucks. <laughs> um I sorry, I signed an NDA, so. Okay. <laughs> um anyway, obviously pod. Pod, pod is, is podcast like, for short. What does pod have to do with anything? Pod. It's the podcast. Pod. Podcast. Podcast. It's the first no. syllable in podcast. I want to normalize. First. I want to normalize taking the end syllables of words as their shortening. So instead of Esperanza, we get Ronza. <laughs> Iconic. You know who you're aligning yourself with? People oh, no. who call pizza za. Let's go get a, a slice of za. That that is exactly what you have just described, and now you can't take it back. <laughs> that makes me so sad. So there. I feel actually thoroughly defeated in this binary, even though I'm not going to stop saying cast. So, Well, I'm disappointed. <laughs> this binary, you know, I'm just kind of plucking out of the air. Uh-huh, <laughs> so, uh-huh. Um, we talked about, you know, new and also old Christmas tunes are like, are are you, an, are you new Christmas? Or are you old Christmas? Um, gotta say old Christmas almost with extremely little exception. Um, like there are some of the things off the Sia Christmas album that I think are funny. And so I like them. Um, all I want for Christmas is you is like, you know, the new classic, um, Santa tell me I like, but like all of these things are, they pale in comparison to the ones that I want to hear, which are, you know, the classics. Um, so gotta say old, I mean, old, but, uh, you know, binaries. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing? What to you? I mean, I, I'm going to go old, too. I don't know anyone in their right mind who would say oh. new. <laughs> Alienate oh. the audience. First rule of business. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there I are mean, some good new ones, but... But even outside of, like, just music, just, like, do I want, like, new Christmas? Do I want old Christmas? Do you want classic? Yeah, I mean, I think the one time of year that the, the small traditionalist in me comes out, is that Christmas time. <laughs> yes, and that's what you say to the Starbucks barista when they say happy holidays to you. <laughs> you say, I am a traditionalist, and you will say Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's what you say. You just admitted to it. You're right. There's no getting out of it now. <laughs> As um, has been the theme on today's episode. There's, um, there's no getting out of it? There's no getting out of it. It will never end. Wow. Chromatica can never end. Wow. Wow. We can do so hard sour things. Candy. So sweet, but I get a little angry. So good song. <laughs> it's that part that like I was trying to take seriously. That That's wrong. Exactly. It's the wrong reaction. Your your uh, wrong approach. I'm super psycho, looking crazy when you turn the lights low. Sour candy, yeah, 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 yeah. Giving low two notes. Low. I don't know why that <laughs> sends me more than anything else. 
It's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> well, peace. Later. I thought we said it could never end. Lied. I lied. Well. We love that you love, we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.